Again, Monday evening, King of the Couch, episode 11, 8.32 p.m., 26th of August. And I'm not alone this evening. Welcome. <laughs> I've got one of my, uh, well, I'd say good friends. Very fresh friend, but good friend. Uh, Dave, famous Bundy Dave Bundaloo. Bundaloo, that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. The intro, mate. I say it every week. It gets me every week. Don't be, don't be alarmed. We, we always have conversations. You put a microphone in someone's face, it, the conversations get awkward. Oh, it's like a dare in the headlights. Mm. It's like you forget how to talk. Exactly. How are we, Dave? I'm um, good, yeah. Really fun day, fun afternoon. Mm, mm, mm. And um, happy to be here. So for everybody listening, obviously, Dave, it's just a word that you've probably heard over and over and over. People are going, who the fuck is Dave? Bundaloo. I met Dave uh, since I've been living at Moffat Beach. He runs the local local cafe. When I say local, it's literally local for us. It's about a hundred meters away from our house. Coco Loco Club. Shout out Coco Loco Club. We'll give them a give them a link in that. Uh, but they got sensational coffee. I'm just trying to think how we met. We yeah, good question actually. How did we meet? We obviously I was going into your place of business. At least one to five times a week ordering coffees. You had sensational coffees. And it was kind of like a date. Like, I think I was speaking to my wife about like friends, and <laughs> and Em's like, Oh, why don't you just see if he wants to hang out? And I think you came in one day, and it was almost like I half asked you if you wanted to hang out, but didn't follow through. And then it was like a bit of a awkward stage of like, fuck, does he want to be my friend or does he not? <laughs> and then um, we, it is awkward. We, we worked it out. We we oh, busted through. I remember actually. I remember there was a there was a good icebreaker moment that you did, and I wasn't even there. And I was. I remember. Yes, I was working this particular morning, and I. Beck went out to get me a flat white. I come back and there was graffiti all over my takeaway oh, cup. Oh, that's right. There was graffiti. Yeah. That graffiti was a, uh, a man's penis being held by a hand. I guess <laughs> yeah. it, that, it, was, it was signaling the hand job motion. At the very end of the day, we had to we had to dumb it down right to sex. And you sold me on sex. You said for a good time call. I've, I still oh, haven't that's got... that's right. Yeah. I still am waiting on that hand job, by the way. But True. That's another... <laughs> after that, that's another podcast. Mm. No, but that's how we met. But that's... um. That's an interesting topic, isn't it? Men, men making friends. I, uh, I may have mentioned on here before, but obviously I've been at the coast now for three years. I, I have a few friends I would consider. You know, as you get older, you could probably contest to this because we're pretty similar age. But as you get older, it's not it's it's not the amount of friends you have, but it's sort of the quality in the friendships you have. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, for me, and like what what you were just touching on there, I always. When the first guy I ever met at the gym, when I was first up here for the first year, it probably took me a good four to six months to muster up the courage to ask for that guy's phone number. And it was just this just train of thought of, I'm not trying to fuck this guy. How do I get his number in my phone and not portray that I want to have sex with him? Oh, it feels, well, it feels like dating. I think that's, that's why it feels awkward at the start, because it actually feels like you're basically trying to get someone's number to go on a date. Essentially, you are, really. But you just haven't got the uh, end result in mind. 
It's awkward. It's just it all awkward. foreplay. Oh, man, it's so awkward. You know what? And you know what got me too? And this is where, I suppose, growing up, like, I, I, you know, I still drink alcohol. You don't really drink alcohol much anymore. No, I'm out. No, I'm out. We, we'll touch on that one. We'll touch on that later. But I think I think for me, the biggest, the biggest scapegoat was like, oh, I can ask him if I have a beer. If you have a beer with someone... The inhibitions are dropped down, so you learn a bit more about someone. Obviously, if you have too many beers, you, you may end up having sex with that man you've asked for the phone number <laughs> for. We don't want to go there. But the first dude I ever met up here, I said, I'm about three or four months into this supposed friendship, and I was like, how am I going to ask him for a beer? And and for whatever happened this particular night, I'd mustered up the courage. I'm going, I'm going to ask this guy for a beer. I'll get your number, bro, and then that will be it. I'll text you and we'll watch some UFC together. Didn't know what happened. And he was just he just mentioned before I'd even asked him this, he was just like, I don't drink beer, eh? And I just was like a deer in the game headlights. Plan out the window. It probably took me another eight weeks <laughs> to come up with a new game plan. But anyway, got his number there. Beck was standing next to me one night and I was just like, I've got a shit or get off the pot here, eh? And I just was like, Yeah, UFC uh, some, something's on the weekend. Can I get your number? And he was just like his face lit up like a Christmas tree and he was just like yeah, yeah, that would be really nice. And I was like, oh, good to see you've been fucking running the same scenario in your head for six months too. Yeah. But that was an awkward run, but I think I like the way you did it. Mm. The, the cock on the cup. It was a good icebreaker. <laughs> Speaking of icebreakers, I wrote a few questions down. Yeah. What did you eat for breakfast? Um, what did I eat for breakfast? I ate a piece of banana bread. That's fancy. Is that a recurring breakfast for you or...? No, I'm. I used to be super um, rigid with my routine, and now I'm the opposite. So I just eat whatever I feel like, basically. At any time. Yeah, any time as well. Mm. Used to be like a six a.m. get up first thing, have breakfast. Now I'll usually have a coffee about eight o'clock, and won't eat until eleven most days. Yeah, the coffee with milk, like you sort of fasting. Um, yeah, it's got milk, so mm. it's not technically intermittent fasting because it's got calories, but um, it's just what works for me at the moment. I like that too. I, yeah, coffee. Coffee suppresses my appetite though. I think that's oh, why I, I don't eat till maybe anywhere from 9.30 to 11, similar yeah. to you. Um, but I have been having a protein shake with like some, uh, like a smoothie, so it's a bit of a technicality, I think. Yeah. I'm not even eating anything. Avocado on toast is a good one. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We've Co- got bagels at the moment, so oh. I'll always load up a bagel with go-to at the moment. Bagel, cream cheese, avocado, salt and pepper, feta, and then little bits of bacon. Yes, that's fucking good. I'll tell you one thing I don't abuse Coco Loco enough for is their breakfast. It's good fucking breakfast. Mm, I've had a lot of coffee there. <laughs> If you, you you give me a, you give me a lot of free coffee, I haven't had a lot of free breakfast yet. Hey, maybe that's a, maybe that's why I don't keep coming yeah. back for breakfast. But I'm a stinger, I often say it. I'm a fucking I'm a bit of a tight ass. But um, nah, great coffee. That's a good one. Breakfast is good. I never used to eat breakfast, but I think I've got into it now. Now that I'm an adult. So um, what changed, mate? Um, it's like trial and error. Yeah, trial and error. Getting you just need to. I just need to kickstart the brain. Hey, I don't know about you, but I need to kickstart the brain. We're on different schedules. What time do you start in the morning? So if I'm at the the cafe, it starts at seven. But typically, I'll wake up at six anyway yeah. and just go down the beach. Do you swim every morning? Not always a swim, but I like to like get my feet on the sand, yeah. watch the sunrise, have some like me time. 
Yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah, I gotta do that. I don't think I utilize living at the beach enough, eh? It's so nice when you're down there. Yeah. But I I'm too I'm a night owl. So yeah. I, I fucking don't appreciate getting up in the morning, but when I do, it's yeah. sick. Oh, it's such a anyone that hasn't experienced an early morning at the beach, I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. It'll like you never regret it. Do you think like um for you and we'll get into like mental health and that sort of shit, you know, at some point. But, you know, just by having 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour to yourself in the morning, that will make or break like the tone for the day. Um, like, is it Yes important? or no. Yeah. I feel like if you put rules in place, like in your life, then then that can kind of mess with your head. Because then if you say, say, for instance, you've got a rule of getting up and going for a walk at the beach. Mm-hmm. Well... You can still have a good day if that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm, I suppose, fluid that way where if I don't do something, I don't beat myself up about it because that's unproductive. Yeah. But I also know what feels good for me. So I'm inclined to do the things that feel good and less of the things that don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to have a massive beef with routine and I guess what you're saying there is kind of like, it's like the anti-routine. Yeah, you know, it's like the anti-routine routine. routine. <laughs> I, I've said it on here, but routines are one of those things. You kind of have to find a routine, the anti-routine. You have to find an anti-routine because if even if you don't have a routine, your life is going to become routine. Yeah. When I used to drink heavily every day, you didn't like a routine, quote unquote, but that was your routine. Yeah. Getting sloshed yeah. every day. So sure. you just got to find somewhat. But I agree. Yeah. If you're not on the beach by 6 a.m. every morning... It's not going to no. affect your day. I think it's... And the more and more... And I just feel like I'm always open to to, to change and, and what feels good. Mm. But, um, yeah, for me, I, I've kind of realized more recently if I'm looking after myself and basically, yeah, looking after myself and doing the best that I can for me, well, that is going to benefit everybody around me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I like that because you're a family man, so you got to be yeah, sure. You got to be on the ball. That's one yeah. thing we have got in common with fathers. Yeah. When um, <laughs> good. That's how we get off topic. Why do you eat breakfast? This is it. This I've got like a <laughs> few fucking bullshit questions on here, and this is this is the way the show goes. Hey, this, I like this question. If you could live in any sitcom show, what would it be? Oh, this is. I'm gonna struggle with this because I don't. Because you're not a massive TV man. <laughs> I'm not a massive TV man. Um. You can go out on a limb here. It doesn't have to be something that you just... Sitcoms. So what was the question again? If, if I could be in one... If you could live in any sitcom... So like if you... Obviously a show you've watched. If you could be in that show um, as a, as an extra member... That like, 70s show. 70s show. That's a good yeah. answer. Yeah, I like that. I wouldn't have thought about that. Hey, yeah. mine's Seinfeld. Nice. <laughs> I'm highly neurotic. Makes yeah. sense. No, that's good. I, I wanted to bring this up because this was one of the fucking weirdest things I ever have ever come across and this might be common I thought the sitcom question was funny because I knew that you don't watch a lot of TV yeah and I've tried to talk to you about several different Netflix shows tell the tell the beautiful lucky listeners give them that your nugget on how you how you get through Netflix series alright so open your ears hold your ear holes for this one <laughs> yeah little bloody mind let me, let me your ear holes yeah <laughs> quote, quote, um, copyright if you I press for time, but uh, don't want to miss out on the you know office banter of what's what's happening in the hottest 
show at the time. Like I brought um, up Animal Kingdom, I think was the first show. Stranger Things was another show. I keep I hit you every week with a new show, and I'm just I'm waiting for you to just I got to get into this show. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my trick is, if you want to call it that, hack life hack. Um. I just watched the preview of the episode, skip through the episode, watch the next preview. <laughs> Um, actually, so I'll rewind. I watched the first episode. Yeah, we've got a 10-episode series. Yeah, we've got a 10-episode series. Watch the first episode, and then I'll just watch the preview of the next eight, <laughs> and it basically just gives you all the juicy bits of the previous episodes, and then just follow it up with the final. So <laughs> instead of watching 10 hours of TV, I um, watch about two and a half or less <laughs> and I can um, yeah watch the whole series and I feel just as good and haven't wasted 10, 10 hours of my life that's the anti-routine man's life hack of the century right there right I myself haven't haven't borrowed it yet I'll be honest king of the, it kind of goes against everything the king of the couch stands for <laughs> yeah true but you'll be out of business <laughs> that was the most bizarre thing that I'd ever heard you say and you drew a cock on a cup to mm. break the ice for me and that was Honestly, that was the hardest for me to get my head around. That was the hardest thing. It still baffles me, but I want to know if anyone else does that because I think that's it is funny. I bet there's a lot of like entrepreneur, billionaire, really like successful people that use that fucking technique. I guarantee it. Hey, oh, I think it's valuable. It's a valuable life lesson. Like, who wants to be sitting on the couch for ten hours when you could do it in two? It's just like efficient. Mm. Well. What so? What do you like? What's your average day look like? Um, I mean, if you go too, you don't think you're too deep. Okay. But like, king of the couch. Obviously, it's a bit of tongue in cheek, but you know what I mean. Like, comparing myself to you, I would consider myself definitely way more of a slob. <laughs> All right. Like, I love TV, love the movies, <laughs> love music. This look that we could talk for hours, but like, and this is why I, I, I think I like you because because we, we're we are chalk and cheese, but we have like some very keen similarities yeah so i mean what's like what's a day in the life of you okay it does vary quite a lot Mm -hmm. but i'll kind of try and generalize so yeah typically early rise um no no dirty thoughts before you leave the bedroom never (laughs) no never no neither i'm glad we're i'm glad we can can agree on something pure inside and out um (laughs) i will yeah get down the beach if I can see the sunrise, that's a bonus. But mm-hmm. if I'm not in, in time for the sunrise, I'll just get down the beach. Um, I'll do a shift at the cafe, which if I'm there for the whole day is seven till three. Um, we've got two kids, so they are like self-sustainable now. So they kind of get themselves ready for school and we'll see them off. Mm-hmm. So they just walk up to school. Good kids. Um so afternoon, we like to pick them up because it's kind of like the finish of our day and it's just nice for them to, to see us and get picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will usually do kids' jiu-jitsu, like teach the kids' jiu-jitsu yeah. in the afternoon. Um, I will train myself some nights a week as well. And in amongst all this, I'll be more than likely trading like my cryptocurrency so i'll have trades on just throughout the day that i'll keep checking and adjusting if need be and nighttime is like dinner at the table that's something important for us and definitely do some scrolling on facebook every now and then for sure Mm, me Um, too mate 
and it's quite boring in the afternoon in the night time really having a family there's like you know just responsibilities that take up time and effort 5 p.m to about 6 6 30 is like my most hated time of the day yeah it's just a nothing i'm usually pretty tired from work at about five mm-hmm. my eyes are a bit sore looking at this stupid thing all day and then obviously you've got the baby and stuff and that's awesome you know but you're a bit you're a bit rooted and then you're just thinking oh shit i gotta get to the gym yeah i've got to watch another 10 hours of netflix <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you do it and it's like do you hate is there any particular time of the day you hate like obviously you love the morning oh what time probably after like three o'clock till four o'clock mm. especially if i've been in the cafe because i've typically been talking to a lot of people <clears throat> and i'm not an extrovert so if i've mm. been in the cafe talking to people all day kind of like the last thing i want to do is talk to somebody so probably three till four is i wouldn't say i hate it but i enjoy having that to myself yeah 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 you gotta hey it's important hey i mean it's important for any individual to get time to themselves and it can seem somewhat selfish but for me it's like a it's a necessity it's a necessity you know what i mean yeah i think that's why i'm such a night yeah because Say up from 10, 10 p.m., Beck's in bed, Arabella's in bed, and then it's like, oh, finally. And whether that means just watching some episodes, and you're usually doing shit, it's things you want to do, but it's yeah. usually just like generally being the king of the couch. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. and that's sort of, I think, why I don't go to bed so late, because you're just like, I've got to just debrief yeah. myself, which no, is important. I get that for sure. But yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, man. That's good. Interesting, interesting. You've got... um. This is, gonna, this is this is like an interview for me. This is fun, mm, but yeah. this, is, this is me getting to know you, right? But every every over over the course of our short friendship so far, every every few weeks there was something that would pop up that was new to me. I mean, so what you like? You're a builder by trade, yeah, yeah, and you still dabble in it in some way, shape, or form. Um, yes or no? There's, yeah. I like it's probably less of our income mm. and more and just helping people out. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. you go like I'm building a deck or something like that. Give me, guess get super Dave around. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I it doesn't feel aligned for me to be like doing that as a um as a job. Yeah. But it's also awesome that I'm I can help people out. Yeah. You know, if they can't find anyone, or if it's just something small, or do you enjoy it though? Um, I enjoy it for that sake, but I don't get enjoyment out of like the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't kind of sit back and just think, oh, fuck yeah, I built that. Like, how I how I used to when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, oh, it's like anything, but, and it can be a double-edged sword. You know, you get you get a hobby and then you make money from it. And if it's not your true passion, you end up resenting it and it just becomes yeah. a job. But whereas other people, like, they, they might be a builder. They have got money for it. They get over the money and they come back to it for passion reasons, you know, like helping someone yeah. build a deck or, yeah. or you just uh, build your own furniture or whatever the fuck it may be. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, I'm keen to do some more building projects in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, well, mate, if I ever buy a house up here, I'm going to need some sort of reno help because I yeah, can't. Yeah, there you go. I've never lifted a fucking hammer in my life. I have, but it didn't go too well. <laughs> Ikea furniture, that's a no-go for me. That's your extent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But obviously, you're a builder by trade. Yeah. I mentioned Kogo Logo. So 
how'd you, how'd you get in the cafe game? I mean, I, we've talked about this before, and like I've said, that you know, Bex always wanted to do it, one of those things, but mm-hmm. and I think, and once we cover all these things that you do, I think, I think that's what I admire about you is because you kind of really put your money where your mouth is. You think you want to do something, or you want to do something, so you just go and do it because yeah. you do have. We'll get through them all, but you do have some eclectic taste. You just you just touched on cryptocurrency trading as well, which is a big hot buzz. You know, people hear cryptocurrency like it's 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 for me. It's like what the fuck is it really? You know? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be good to get your insight on that. But yeah, um, yeah builder, cafe owner, so, crypto yeah, trader, cafe owner, and I think the thing about this question is um, it doesn't. I feel like what you do doesn't define you as a person. Mm. So, and I kind of worked that out when I stopped building. I uh, it was like a real challenge because that was basically my identity. I was like I was Dave the builder. <laughs> so, without building, like who was Dave? Yeah. And like I was just the I was I was always the same person. Because um, did you do? What what age are you again? Thirty. I'm thirty. Oh man. I'm thirty. What are you? I'm thirty-two. 32 I turned thirty-two yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you? And you obviously sort of finished school, got a trade. And... Yeah. So finished school. Well, didn't finish school. Got a trade. Classic. Yeah. Classic yep. move. Classic, Classic move. move. Um, finished my apprenticeship in carpentry. Yeah. And then I actually tried something else, like building certification, for a couple of years. Um, What's that like? Like project development type um, sort of management type kind of, stuff or look at plans before they get approved and oh, yeah. make sure they like meet council requirements oh yeah um, i told you i was a drafty for a while hey a yeah yeah for a yeah. civil engineer yeah i can't believe i studied i tried to study civil engineer i can't even well that's kind of how i felt about building today for fuck's sake it was because it was uh, a diploma and yeah i just it wasn't for me <laughs> I, I didn't when, know how to study when you know you know yeah Stu- studies are well, the word study is annoying to just even hear, but you, it's like you have an interest, you look into it. If you're not interested, yeah, you're not going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Don't even. And university and edu- general type education can be hard for a lot of people because it's well, it's just a blanket statement, isn't it, for a lot of people to learn something, I suppose. But yeah, for sure, and it suits some people. Mm, mm. No doubt about it. Um, but I suppose I worked out that it wasn't right for me. Yeah. Um, and then, so, yeah, built this building company up. And, like, I felt like it was pretty big at the time. Yeah. Um, and, but it got to a point where I went from actually doing the building work to just managing people. And mm-hmm. I had, I really hadn't been trained to manage people by anyone. Yeah. And it just got to a point where basically boiled to a to a head and i just had like a big mental breakdown really that's mm. what it came down to that's the best way to put it yeah and what what age were you then um i would have been well that was when we moved to the sunshine coast so it's about four years ago 27 or 28 yeah, we we yeah we have a lot of similarities have we've been up here for nearly the same amount of time you probably pipped us by like a year i reckon yeah okay yeah but um Mental breakdown. I want, yeah, I want to talk about that. That's yeah. interesting. So you you had that. Well, oh fuck, we'll get into that now. We might as well. Yeah. 
So that was so you you, you didn't finish school, come a builder. You did it because you somewhat interested in it. Yeah, I was definitely interested in it. it was Got very money. intentional. And you made yeah. you made money because you, you yeah. flipped a few houses and stuff like that as well. Hey? Yeah, yeah. So we bought and sold houses on the side of like doing work for clients. Yeah. Um, had a really good good name. So we always always sought after and always had work for mm. myself and our crew. Mm. Oh, you and um, you obviously you mentioned you moved to the Sunny Coast. Where were you here before in Maryborough? Hey? In Maryborough, it's yeah. like a small country town. I've never been past like. Noosa. Yeah, okay. So like I've North Queensland I've got I've got a lot of K's to make up, man. Mm. There's a lot of shit past Noosa, eh? Right? There is. But anyway, so yeah, you and then you did that, flipped houses, made money. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically ended up doing most of our work was clients. Mm. And yeah, just basically got to a point where I was pretty much on the phone all day. Mm-hmm. And didn't really know how to deal with conflict very well. Yeah. And being like being a builder, you're dealing with like a lot of money. Yeah. Like if someone builds a house, like they've got they're like emotionally invested. So it can be you're dealing with people's emotions. Yeah, yeah. And unless you've been taught or are just naturally good at it, it's can be really challenging. And not that's not the reason, but that was just like that's what kind of tipped me over the edge. If you, yeah, if you're not ready for it, like I do, I do a lot of customer support, and I'm, I don't say I manage a few people. I don't, but you kind of do it. You, you gotta, you gotta manage personalities really. So like, we're we're chalk and cheese. Like you, you like you said, you're introverted. I'm probably extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely fucking think I'm extroverted. But it, it it was when I started, you know, looking after a few people, or you get you get questions on the day to day. You know what I mean? And it can be a challenging thing if you're not if you're not ready for it but um but it's good it's a learning curve like you said like you've obviously learnt a lot oh, from sure. now now with the cafe you manage what seven eight different people on a yeah any given week so yeah. which is kind of interesting how it comes full circle sometimes it you, has you, i haven't you, thought about it that way when you fear some shit and mm. you end up well fuck man you're you're, <laughs> you're literally yeah. a manager and a business owner again but and i think it's i suppose i had to go through that process to take a different approach and mm. and and learn how to do it effectively so what so the so 27 28 you hit, yep. you hit a wall um actually it would have been further back than that so the catalyst was um our second son got born and i kind of just felt nothing and it sounds almost horrible to say that but mm. when i look back i was like that's that's not normal um, so as he was born, you just or you as the whole pregnancy, you just sort of yeah. There was just no kind of emotional like mm. joy, and didn't really think because I suppose that's the thing with depression is it can sneak up on you, and yeah. before you know it, you're basically just want to stay in bed all day. Yeah, and you can't you can't see the steps that have actually gotten you to that point. Yeah, you're kind of just go, going through the motions, so to speak, and then. Yeah, it's like it might be a little bit worse each week, but um, you know, over a year or so, mm. you don't see the massive change that has like how it's impacted your life. Yeah, and then you just so that was well, obviously you said it was earlier than that. So it's it's a it was obviously like a road a road to the breakdown, so to speak. Hey? And I don't think uh, look, I've had my own issues and stuff like that, and not comparing anyone's issues, but it, 
I think everybody does that same thing, don't they? They 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 don't just wake up one day and you know, I've hit a wall. It's it's, yeah. it's for a series of reasons that they eventually hit that wall. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think sometimes it can be like a catastrophic event that yeah. affects people, but um, I think a lot it's like a slow incremental change. Yeah, and um and it's probably why it's almost hard to to recognize it in yourself because it is slow and incremental yeah do you ever see <laughs> movies i love movies do you ever see that movie falling down with uh with michael douglas it's kind of the Foo fighters did a film clip and it was like it's a piss take of that but anyway in a nutshell it's basically a guy day in day out he's a businessman he wears the tie this the briefcase day in day out on the freeway in the shower you know stuck in traffic goes to get his coffee same yeah, shit, okay. day in, day out, day in, day out. Hates his boss, hates his job. And then he just snaps. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like a, it's a funny movie. It's like a black comedy, you know, it gets really violent and stuff in parts. But it's kind of like, I always think that, you know, it's like that. And it's like The Shining too, you know, all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I think, look, I can only speak for myself and men because I'm not a fucking lady. Yeah. But I feel like it happens to a lot of men. Like it's just... Mm. It, the, for me and again this is touching back on routine a bit the general monotony of the day-to-day grind and if you don't have some sort of things you can look forward to yeah even those little micro things like seeing the beach in the morning it can just like wear thin just like grind you oh yeah mm. and i think also just australians as a whole it's a like we're not taught to open up basically mm. there's no so, so you're kind of carrying, regardless of how big or small like this load is that you're carrying, in general, like you've got all the weight of that. Mm, mm, mm. You know, you're not talking to your friends about it. Like it's, you know, what do you say when you meet someone? You're like, oh, hey, how how are you going? Yeah. Your, your response is like, good. It's always like, that, you yeah. might have like, walked out of the house and like felt like you know throwing something out the window. <laughs> you see someone two minutes down the road. Yeah. They say, how are you going? And you say, good. Well, that's an, yeah, it's an interesting one too. You kind of like you tread that fine line of like, do I do I just lie, which you would yeah. obviously do. It's a little white lie, I suppose. Yeah. Or do we just fucking unload on someone, and I yeah. don't even know that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like people airing their laundry out on Facebook. Yeah. And I think to people like that, like I'm not putting anyone down in particular, but they ruin it for the people that yeah have prop, like real proper issues. Yeah. I suppose um, it's working out like what's effective and what's not. Yeah. At, at that point, was there like a thing where you just obviously you, you sort of hit the wall and then you just sort of realized that you were maybe like an adult and there was all these responsibilities or, you know, I mean, we, we've talked about alcohol and, and drugs and stuff before. Mm-hmm. We've, I'm sure as shit, we've both got different experiences with them. Yeah. That that played a part in your... Yeah, I think so. Your, your story? like um, It was definitely like an ineffective behavior mm-hmm. for sure. So it would, it would be an escape. Yeah. Um, to like to just drink and binge drink it wasn't like to just have a couple of drinks Mm-mm. it'd be to, to get hammered and and a lot like you drink like daily or no no mm. no like it was binge drinking so it would be like it might not even be every weekend but if it was it would be like blackout drunk yeah so it wasn't wasn't for the enjoyment of drinking alcohol it, it was for a purpose just to get it yeah out of your own fucking head hey yeah yeah that's interesting I um I, I yeah I, I built up to it too, and I just started drinking every day. I mentioned in one of these one of these podcasts, but I just yeah every day, and you do it a little bit more, a little bit yeah. more, a little bit more. And the binge drinking, 
Again, that's an Australian cultural thing. I don't know where it came from, but it, it, Australians yeah. seem to get tarred with that brush quite a lot, um, which is fine, I guess. I mean, it's almost like, I don't know, it's weird. As a drinker, I used to think it was kind of a funny thing. Now, still as a drinker, I kind of think it's like, it definitely is a bad thing. You know, it's a, it's a sort of a pathetic thing. And I don't know why. It's almost like we pride ourselves on it culturally too, though. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, yeah, fucking Australians, like, we, we go hard, we go home, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, fucking get a. <laughs> but I don't know where it comes from. I mean, we done, we both have done a lot of traveling, and I've never really seen it. You know, yeah, you have big nights abroad and stuff like that. I mean, America, Europe, Asia. Yeah. But it's not, the culture's not there. And usually yeah. the ones you're getting fucking smacked up with anywhere are Australians, you know, because they're used to getting. Yeah, I don't know. Hurt. It's interesting. But, yeah, so you hit it hard what was what was like what what happened like um i mean i'm not yeah and tell me if i cross lines but yeah yeah so i'm just trying to replay it and how it played out yeah was it like a one little pivotal thing like that just could have that was the yeah i I actually can't remember what it was but i remember just thinking far out like i i don't remember kind of being like this in my life and now all I can think of is like, you know, depressed, dark thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just got to talk to someone about it, and I went and saw a doctor. Yeah, and and like like a um, just a GP. Yeah, yeah, got a referral or something. Well, no, I just went and saw a doctor, and I was like, look, this is like how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, you know, like like oh, actually, that's what it was. I thought there was something physically wrong with me. Mm. I remember going to the doctor and saying, look, I think there's something physically wrong with me because I'm constantly, like, feeling angry, like, feeling, like, basically, like, hurting people, all this, like, dark shit. And and then they, they kind of just went through the motions of what doctors do and very quickly realised that there was other stuff going on mm. that wasn't physical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the brain's an interesting thing, hey. Yeah. It's so fucking powerful, but you can't see it, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's it. Definitely. Physical physical would almost be good because at least you could identify yeah. it very, very quickly. And reflecting on that time, like, because it probably lasted for four years, mm. really, that whole kind of down part of my life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was a burden. I was a burden, like, to the people around me yeah. and, and to myself and... It was almost hard to accept that in the same way that if you physically hurt yourself, you'd be a burden to people around you as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's an interesting one. Hey, I, like, Beck doesn't get anxious. I get, I can get highly fucking anxious. Mm-hmm. And for someone that doesn't get it, and then this is, you're not blaming or anything like that, but, you know, they, um, oh, I'm trying to fuck myself, I'm trying to thought here. You, you do. You feel like you are a burden to them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're like, well, they don't get it. I wish I could be like them in that respect. And then I'm sure they're going, I wish they could just sort of get over it. You know? That might sound crass or whatever, but it's it's not that easy. You know? Yeah, it is. It's like this. You're, you're like your worst enemy. Yeah. That's the not funny but humorous part about it is like we are the ones that lead ourselves astray the most. Yeah. I said last on the show last week, Beck and I do this thing. And she always fucking asks it to me when I'm in a shit mood too. And and she, she'll she go, what are three three things you're grateful for? Yeah. 
And when you're in a shit mood or you can't see the light of day, yeah. that is a fucking killer, eh? That's like, did you just ask me that? Yeah. I'm going to snap right now. To get the three things out, you're like, thank God I got them out. And there is so much to be grateful for. I mean, you, mm. you now, are, you're so different. I didn't know you back then. It sounds like you were a fucking, well, you are a real burden, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. No, but. And it didn't, and the funny thing was it didn't look like that from the outside. Mm. Like, nobody knew. I remember opening up to friends about it, and they were almost surprised. Because it was like, I just kept it all together in my day-to-day life, and Mm. then would fall in a heap, basically, whenever anyone wasn't looking. Yeah. It's fucking... It's hard, man. I I had a friend, and... um, This is... This is always a a heavy episode, but... um, I, this is what made me sort of really get in tune with mental health and things like that, especially men's mental health and sort of wake up. This was the turning point from being a, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm, uh, well, th- life is real. I had a friend kill himself. Okay. Oh, this is going back three, four years ago now. I can't think right now, but at that point that was like a, you know, you, you sat back when we're getting the phone call and stuff uh, from Milky and it was a real, you know, it was a shock. It was like a punch in the face Yeah, and you were just like, okay, like, we're not kids anymore. This is a real issue. And it, again, like you said, it was someone that did it who I was like, I did not expect it. Yeah. You know, it's always the, it's uh, the extroverts, you know, it's usually the loudest people in the room generally. I don't, were you, were you before, like you are now, some people change obviously, but were you, were you ever like a loud party? Yeah, obviously you, you went and got um, smashed all the time, but. Yeah, I mean, I was always probably quite fun at parties and mm. things like that. And, um, I don't think it really changed me, but I mean, those times when you are like out with friends and basically masking what's going on with like drugs and alcohol, Mm. you're, you've got a different mask on. Yeah. Like you're operating from a different space than, than when you are depressed. And when you're depressed, you're not depressed. 100% 100% of the time. I suppose that's the thing, you know? Like, you have yeah. moments of of joy and, and whatever throughout your day. Same as in your normal day-to-day life. You have moments of despair and, mm. you know, frustration. And but it's like, that's the main feeling. That's yeah. like your general feeling. As opposed to feeling generally good, you feel generally bad. Mm, mm, mm. It's... um. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough, man. It's, yeah, I mean, it emotion, like, yeah, you have to sort of, well, you, ha- you know, I said it back, like, I hate watching fucking sad movies because I hate feeling that that emotion sad. She's like, it's going to be a good movie. We should put a dog movie on last night. I was not having that because it was a proper tearjerker. So I didn't watch it because I was like, I do not want to cry on a Sunday night. Like, there's just no two as about it. But you kind of, there's that, there's that, there's a line there. You, you know that you've, when when you when you're logical, you know you know that there's happy, there's sad, there's angry, there's these different things. Mm-hmm. When you when you sort of gone onto that, like you know, you're suffering some sort of mental health issue, it's hard to see that. You know, you, like you said, you get it's ninety percent of the time. It's just yeah. that one sort of numb sadness, whatever what it is. But you're just not yourself, and yeah. it's not the way someone should feel. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, man, I'm glad you glad oh, you got through it. Me too. And you know, I'm. I'm actually really grateful for it because it's it opened me up to looking inwards. Mm. And I think in today's society, 
we're kind of constantly looking for external validation. We're looking for like the answer outside of ourselves. Yeah. We're like every, everything we need is within us. Yeah. Um, and humans move pretty fast, eh? Yeah. And that seems, it almost seems, it sounds so basic when you say that. That is like one of the hardest things for people to do. Oh, it is, for sure. Like, my brain is like click, clickety clack, clickety clack, fucking looking for the next thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're, when you're doing a task and you're doing an activity, you're already thinking about the next activity. Yeah. You're, you're going to be doing, and you haven't even fucking finished that activity. Yeah. So, humans by nature, I think, just, we're just constantly searching and yeah, not yeah. really for the right things. Is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. But, so what, like, within all that, mm-hmm. and this, like, you, you saw you had an issue or you felt you had an issue, you started to make make steps towards, I guess, fixing yourself, working on yourself, whatever you want to call it. What what were some of the things you did? I mean, I, you mentioned, you, I know you're a beat, you do jiu-jitsu, you're a jiu-jitsu instructor now. Yeah. I mean, for me, exercise has been a huge... Yeah. As much as I sometimes resent it while I'm doing it, the after feeling is what, you, what you're trying to capture. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what were some of the things you did? Like, Yeah, good question. So, like if anyone so yeah, first, first port of call, I, I went and saw a GP because mm. it was like an independent person. They didn't have any emotional attachment. Yeah. From there, they um, referred me to a psychologist. So it was like a, a counselor. Yeah. And if there's anyone out here listening, like this is all free. Yeah. You can go and see a, a psychologist, I think, five or six times for free. Yeah, you get a referral from a GP. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, I had to find somebody that I felt good around because I did see, see one person that just... I, I kind of didn't help at all. Did you get a man, did you get a man or a woman first time around? They were they've all been females actually. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched my diet. I watched my exercise, and I I basically had this little toolkit. So if I recognised that I was feeling down. I'd basically go through a checklist in my head. I was like, all right, well, have I eaten nutritious food? Like, tick. Have I have I exercised today or in the last few days? Mm. Tick. Um, you know, have I done, like, breathing exercises? There's, like, apps on your phone where you can just basically check in and breathe and mm-hmm. super beneficial for anxiety. Um, so I, I basically built this kind of toolkit that worked for me and... And I could almost diagnose myself and, and, and check in with myself through that process. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's a good way to put it. I've um, yeah, never thought about the, the actual checklist, eh? Yeah and, yeah, and sometimes it's been as simple as, like, you haven't eaten that day. Yeah, yeah. And did you, like, diet-wise, did you, were you a pretty shit eater and then you sort of started to make... Because I know you're not, like, you don't follow any diet now, but you, no, you do um, eat fairly good, I think, still. Yeah, um, I think I eat fairly, fairly good, but, I mean, we all go through those stages of, you know, getting takeaways all the time or, mm. you know, going through the drive through if you feel like you're busy and can't stop and, you know, make something decent. Yeah. Um, so definitely guilty of doing that, I'm sure. But um, just, I suppose, recognizing the difference in my well-being when I did eat, yeah, you know, decent food. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes a difference. Hey, I'm, I'm just, 
Well, I'm second week into going back to the gym and I'm trying to like cut out processed sugar. I had a couple, mm. couple of magnums over the weekend. Yeah. But it does make a difference, you know, like sugar is interesting to quit. And it was like two or three days into it, I just, you know, rocking sort of headache. Yeah, almost going through like a oh, detox yeah. like you're a fucking junkie or something. <laughs> yeah. But you feel better. Once you forget about it, you forget about it. I think I only drank, I only had the magnums because I was like, I'd had a few tins, you know what I mean? Like I'd yeah. had a few drinks. I was like, your inhibition, your guards down at that <laughs> yeah. point. I'm fucking anyone, especially Magnus. <laughs> yeah. But um, get in my mouth. Yeah, but it is. It's it's. I guess it is as simple as just those little baby steps, really. Yeah. Have just, I fucking munched on clean organic food today? Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't even have to be as far like as as far on the end of the scale as like organic, but you know, you can do better than McDonald's. <laughs> oh fuck, man. I can't eat McDonald's, though. <laughs> the last time I had it, it was like teetering on shitting my pants on the way home on the Bruce Highway and then just spewing as soon as I got into the house. Like, Fuck McDonald's, though. Like, I don't want your sponsorship, eh? Hey. Coopers, I do want your sponsorship. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. But yeah, and how did you get like BJJ then? How did you get into exercise? Were you. Because um, you surf now as well, but what. Did now. you do any exercise before this? I what did I do? So doing building work was always pretty active. Yeah. And I think for like early twenties it was um like gym. Mm-hmm. Gym and like social touch. Yeah. Everyone's done the social touch, eh? Yeah. The TRL. I've tried it. It's fucked. I'm no good at it. No, I didn't play that. I played well, I don't know what the the version was, but no kicking. Yeah, TRL had kicking, but I played soccer. It's weird when you've got to use your hands. It seems like you, it's going to be easy. It's not It's not when you've been kicking <laughs> yeah. a ball for 15 years. Hey? Oh, man. We should start a touch team, though. Next season. Let's let's do it. Um, so, yeah, I played touch and would just go to the gym, I think. Yeah. And then we just had this... I don't know where the, this desire to wrestle came from, but it um, was definitely there. And probably a bit of ego to start off with, like mm. trying to think, oh, you know, like how can I... Um, Make sure I can dominate someone if they try and wrestle me. <laughs> Sounds very sexual, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And started and realised that it was there was a whole lot more to it than that, and it was, <laughs> you know, that was a big part of probably getting um, my toolkit sorted. Because when when someone's trying to choke you or snap your arm off, you're not thinking about how. Uh, how sore and sorry for yourself you are for, you know, not calling that person back or responding to that email or, you know, just the day-to-day yeah. worries. You're you're just thinking about that thing in the moment and it's Like how can I not get choked to death? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd be thinking about that too, eh? Yeah. Please don't break my arm. I forgot <laughs> yeah. all my problems now. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. you're not, because, yeah, and that, we've talked about, you're not a massive UFC fan like like I may be. <laughs> no, I'm not on your level. I'll, I enjoy, you know, watching some fights every now and then. Mm. Um, but it's it's definitely more the the doing of it. Which is cool, I reckon, because, like, for me, um, I've tried BJJ. I, did, I tried one session, had my ass fucking strangled and handed to me, haven't been back since. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, as a fan, it, it's kind of like, oh, I thought, oh, yeah, like, I want to do this sort of stuff, and you realize how hard it is. Someone that's not really a fan, you, you you know, you could take it or leave it, the actual UFC or the viewing of martial arts. Yeah. But you're really, like, invested into it as a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that has, like, helped you a lot. Has it helped you a lot? I mean, just in terms of, like, your day-to-day and mental health and yeah, everything th- like that? For me, me personally, definitely. It's, uh, 
yeah, just opened me up to um, being very humble mm. because it doesn't matter how strong you are. You kind of, which, and it's, you kind of only realize when someone new comes in how, how much you know. Yeah. If, if you have never wrestled with somebody that's wrestled before, um, it's like wrestling with a baby. That's how easy it is. I definitely was the baby on that trial. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it too. Eh? Yeah. Like even the girls beat me up. Yeah. Some strong chicks out there. It's not subjective to sex. <laughs> you are. I have to come. I have to come. Hey, you can wrestle me. Yeah. You can be my baby. This is starting to get very erotic. Isn't it? Very homoerotic. <laughs> hey, cock on the cup. Now I'm, I'm just going out to wrestle Dave, babe. It's all good. He's, he wants to choke me. <laughs> yeah. I'm face down. <laughs> No, but that's cool, man. I, I I like that you do BJJ. I always I find that pretty interesting, especially given that you don't like the UFC. I fucking wish you liked the UFC. I call every second. I was like, hey, what, you want to come around? No. Oh, okay, I've got popcorn. Um, ah, fuck it. So like, fast forward like through the three or four years, you you sort of you come out the other side, which is sick. Yeah. Because obviously some people don't. Yeah. Um, and that was a very real like I got to the point of um like wanting to commit suicide. Really. Yeah. And like, what was it? Well, well, um, one, I'm glad you fucking didn't. But what was like the what eventually stopped you? I mean, what obviously you got to that point where you thought about it. What pulled um, you back from the edge? I think just the people really close to me. Like, I've got I had two kids at the time. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way this is how like their dad dies. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So like you're better than that sort of thing. You can you got more to offer. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just I I couldn't ever live with myself for like doing it that way mm. um and that was yeah there's probably a, a thousand and one reasons why but that was definitely up there on the list yeah fuck, that's it that's huge eh? it's, it's crazy as human beings how we do that like how we like push ourselves to the edge of badness whether it be through alcohol drugs anything that's some something negative i mean that like that that definitely plays its part I don't, I don't care what anyone said. For me personally, like, and while it's been, there's been some awesome stories, been some awesome times, fucking, there's been some great times, but there's definitely been some negative times, you know, and, and you put your body to its absolute test and your mind more so, get there, you mull around in this fucking pit of darkness, mm. and then you just, then you start making steps out of it, climbing out of yeah. that pit, you know, and you pull yourself back. It's weird how it works. You see, you, yeah. you go full circle on it. I think know? sometimes you need to realize what you don't don't want to work out what you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was just saying before about the manager stuff. Things go full circle, eh? Hey? Yeah. You know? Well, mate, that was good. That was deep. Mm. I like that. I like getting deep. I don't know. It's, it's good talking. It's good talking. So, all right. What else do you do? You do your, crypt- your cryptocurrency trading. Yeah. Okay. Tell me a little bit about this because it's this is a buzz. I have chewed you off about this before. I know nothing. Yeah, I see okay. it on there. I have a few friends that do it. I have another friend that he's made a lot of money online and has an online course and stuff like that. And I, I don't want to say he's not against tri- cryptocurrency trading or anything, but he seems to get a lot of messages day in day out about yeah. new hot buzz crypto things. How did you like? How did you get into it? And I mean. Have you been successful? I think you have been successful with it. Like, what's what do you think has made made it for you? Um, so I just found out about it through a friend. Yeah. In two thousand and seventeen, mm. and I just saw 
how what's the word I saw the potential and and what it can do is just a, a peer-to-peer um like means of payment mm-hmm. like means of exchange uh, and just knowing that you have full control of basically your own money yeah yeah um there's no middleman and it was it was um like a rock solid kind of transaction um it's bizarre. Like the the, yeah. whole, the idea. I get I get foreign, you know, money trading in it as it is. The digital currency stuff. I'm like, I'm still trying to work out how it works. Do yeah. You use it, do you use it yourself to buy things online yet? Like, are you yeah, just purely yeah. trading it? Um, no, I do use it to. I, well, I I sell it for Australian dollars and then use the Australian dollars. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, can you can you use it like as its currency online? Like, is it what can you what could you actually spend that money on? Yeah, there are certain vendors online, it's, and it's becoming more and more usable. Mm. Um, so you can actually buy things with different cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin being the, the the main one. Yeah. That's got like the network effect. Yeah. Because it was the, the first one. Um, so yeah, you can use it like like money because that's the first thing people usually ask me is, oh, how do you get it out? And the whole yeah. Well, I, the idea really is you don't get it out. It's, you can just use it for what it is. Oh, it still fucking goes above my head, eh? I've got. Yeah. A, I've got a, it's, it's it's interesting. You can Google it if you just Google. What can you Google? What is cryptocurrency? What is Bitcoin? Mm. That's going to summarize it up a lot better than than what I can project. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I found out about it, out of, about it through a friend. Um, and then that was kind just, of before it went nuts on the news and yeah. everything. So just, do you talk, just teach yourself online or do you do a course or anything like that? Or? Um, just learn everything online. Yeah. Learn a lot through my friend that introduced me to it. Mm-hmm. And then um, bought things, made money, lost mm-hmm. money. And then I actually learned how to, to trade it. So um, how can I dumb this down? Basically, I just trade certain things on a um, like through a, through a, a platform, mm-hmm. and it, you can margin trade. So you can, if the price is going up, you can make money. If the price is going down, you can make money. If you've got your orders yeah, in the right it. spots, that sounds so good. So you can make money in all markets. Whereas before I learned how to do that, I was buying things um, with the intention of them going up in value if they went down in value well then i didn't really have a plan for that yeah yeah not gambling but i know what you're saying like you're sort of just you're just buying and holding you're doing one way and then it wasn't working because it's cool that you can you know you can you know you can make money off a win or a loss like on the on the platform hey in a nutshell right if, if, yeah. you, if you can if you can bank it's going to go up or down yeah, yeah 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 so you can bank if it's going to go up bank if it's going to go down fuck so what's the goal there just balling out cryptocurrency trader um well on a a lot bigger level it's just like a life of freedom yeah because you're off to india in a week yeah and you got birkenstocks on i I bought birkenstocks which i never thought i'd ever oh my god i've got birkenstocks i i I talk about the birkenstocks um you walked into my house i I had to put away my child they're very they're very sex offenderish yeah you might fit in india and you actually bought them did you google pictures of him he he bought these because I guess Indians wear them. Is that was it, that was the train of thought? Well, I just wanted 
I just wanted a sandal, <laughs> basically, sandal. Or, or something like that, because it's going to be hot as fuck in India. The word sandal, you can't. Eat. When someone says it's hard to even take them seriously. <laughs> yeah, hey, the last fifty-five minutes are just <laughs> incredible now. Um, wanted something comfortable and. <laughs> Well, you know what? It ticked all the boxes. It's not a paid advertisement for buy Birkenstocks, by the way. No. I don't know if they'd want to be in the same sentence as pedophilia. Yeah. That's not good so. for them. But look, it's a damn fine piece of footwear. Yeah. I've been wearing well it made. with a funky sock uh, at home, generally not leaving the house in them. If I go to India, though, I may take the Birkenstocks. Bust them out. <laughs> Fuck me dead, eh? So, well, that's cool. I mean, going to India next week. Yeah. You're going to you're still trade, do anything. You can do that yeah, yeah. on the floor. Yeah, so, it's it's for trading for me has opened up like just massive doors you can do it anywhere and um you basically just need a a, a cheap laptop and a brain and um the internet and the internet which it, most people have got i think we fucking got it eh? <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work with the old mbm but we've got it mate <laughs> yeah. and this podcast will be out in a few hours <laughs> No, it's cool. It is. It is cool. It is empowering when you can do that. Like everybody's had a job. Uh, look, we've all made a few bucks here and there, but like it's very, very fun when you can make money off off your own knowledge or something like that. Something that's off your yeah. own back. You know, not not getting paid a wage, and that's not putting down anybody that's just getting a wage. I just fucking get a wage, and it's sick. Yeah. But when you can make a dollar somewhere else. It's yeah. empowering, hey. I mean, oh, massive cruising the streets in India with your Birkenstocks. Yeah, you pull in for a little curry. Curry, yeah. <laughs> it's not racist. That's what they eat yeah. curry and uh, make some money to pay for that curry. Yeah, butter chicken, naan, whatever you want. Are you gonna have a lot of curry? I can't get rep that. It's such a hot country that eats curry. It does my head in. I don't know. It's it obviously works for them. Just thinking about curry now, I'm getting a sweaty brow. Yeah, um, I'd say I'll be eating a lot of curry. I'll let you know in a month. You got you got family there, right? so you'll be hanging out with yeah. family and stuff. Yeah, I've got family that I haven't even met before, so you've be nice. You've got a broad background. I often uh, I often joke that you're Fijian. I thought Dave was a Fijian Indian, even though he looks nothing like a Fijian <laughs> Indian. You, I don't even know. I, I think I could be from a lot of countries, really. <laughs> your your dad's called, Indian, though, hey? Yeah, my dad's Indian, and then my mum was born in New Zealand, but her background is Italian and Danish. You've definitely got an accent. So, try not just imagine that. Just imagine that as a human I'm being. A, I'm going to Google it, eh? I'm going to Google it. Actually, the first doctor I ever saw on the coast, I did not know it was your dad, Dr. Ravi. I saw oh, really? Him, and I walked in, and, you know, I went there because it was bulk built. It was the first one that came up. So, and I just, I pulled Dr. Ravi by chance, and then... Google AdWords you, are working for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Well, well worth your investment. Um... <laughs> But yeah, then like two years later, I worked out that was your dad. No, yeah, okay. that blew my fucking mind. It's a small town. We see the it same is. hundred faces. <laughs> we do day in day out. Day. <laughs> we oh, do. Oh man, it's a small community, it and is. I love it. I love that. It it's is like that. Yeah, I like the slow pace. It's it's like it's like country by the sea. I it like is. the fact that you kind of know your neighbours. Um, it it is. It's weird. It's like country town up here. Hey. Yeah, it is. But um. We're in for the long haul, mate. You remember you got to reno- renovate my house and build my deck and stuff like that. Yeah. You're a part-time hobby builder. That's it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, what What is... We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up very shortly. But what... Uh, for people that don't know you, what is something else they don't know about you? You know what I mean? What's something like unique that they might not know about you that you do or... Um, oh, wow. It's, um, it's a tough question when people ask you that. 
I often that ask questions. That is a questions. very tough question. I ask people questions on the podcast. Well, I asked my friend Milky on the podcast a question, and he shot it straight back to me, and I was just like, what is my favorite band? You're, you're not actually asking me that. And I, for a fucking music dude, I could not come up with a favorite band. I've thought wow. about this one, because I'm going to ask you that question. Um, so, what's something that people wouldn't know about me? Um, we know you're a BJJ instructor. Do you hold a belt? Oh, I've got a blue belt. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty good, isn't it? Well, it's. it's I mean, that's middle that's of the road. Subjective question. <laughs> middle of the road. You could strangle me I that way. Like, I feel like I've, I I know a lot, um, and I've got a lot more to know. Um, I've got a pretty big family, so I've got seven. There's seven siblings. Mm. That's um, not that usual. No one knows that. No one knows that. And you're the middle. I'm the youngest. The youngest, you're the baby. I'm the hey. baby. Um, my middle name is Ravindra. Ravindra, yeah. There you go, Ravi. Yeah. Oh my god, hey, it makes sense now. It all makes it's come. My whole life has come full circle. This is, yeah. I'm in the Matrix. This is Inception. So I'm Ravi Junior. Ravi Junior, fuck me. That's made my night. This is, that's to me is my favorite part of this podcast. Well, Ravi, I'm going to call you Ravi from you're now. You're welcome. All right, that's a that's a good one. That's a tough question to answer. Do you have a favorite movie, Dave? Um, that you've watched yeah. from start to finish, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the new Batman movies. Like, oh, they're sick, hey. Yeah. What are you? F- Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. What's the favorite of the three? Um, I think I know mine. I can actually can't remember the name, but the one with Bane in it. Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that one is sick. He's badass in that, hey. It's just awesome. He but, just yeah. He makes you want to go and put on like fifty kilos of muscle and just get a huge trench coat, hey, and some sort of breathing apparatus. Yeah, that was it. Was hard to go against the Dark Knight too. The Joker in the Dark Knight was sick though. Yeah, that was. Uh, the, are you gonna go see? Have you seen the trailer for the new Joker movie? Yeah, with Joaquin yep, Phoenix. I'll watch that for sure. Yeah, we should see that movie together. Yeah, okay. Arguably, an, be a date. Arguably, another <laughs> hard thing. See, listeners, it's not that hard. It's, this has been—it's no. only taken us a year to, for me to ask you to the movies. Evidently, yeah, it's awkward. That's another weird thing. Hey, they ask another man to the movies. We used to do it all the time when we were like probably twelve, fourteen, yeah, 15. True. And then you just stop at one point yeah. in your life, and you're like, "How am I going to ever re-enter a movie theater?" But there's what's the difference when you coming over to my couch and watching a movie? Nothing. We tell you what, it's cheaper. You don't have to pay admission True. to the movies. And they're definitely... It's not, it's not $65. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some popcorn, Dave? It's going to be another 23 on top <laughs> yeah. of that ticket, eh? You're going to take a cool 100 if you want to go to the movies in Australia, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're taking the family, you're fucked. I mean, I'd only take them on cheap Tuesday, <laughs> eh? As my yeah. family grows, I'm going to the cinema one day a week. going to eh? ration out the tickets. <laughs> right, Arabella, you're on this month. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Henry, go- you'll stand home. Yeah, yeah. Henry, my second born. I'm going to call him Ravi. What, uh, have you got, you're a rap, you're a rap god. I know that. What's your, what's your favorite, favorite band or hip hop artist? Cause I know you're, I know you're a um, rap dude. Probably Dr. Dre is my all time favorite. Good answer. Um, and the Chronic 2001 album. Is, uh, that's a good answer. That's a, that's a really good answer. I like it when someone can just answer some shit. It's hard. But yeah, it is hard. Do you like Straight Outta Compton, the movie? Yeah. That was a good movie. Hey? That was a good movie. It was... Yeah. It, it was deep. I didn't realise how kind of um, powerful that time was for all those artists. 
I yeah, look, I didn't either. Um, I knew I knew that they had went. You know, they were around obviously at the time of the LA riots, which is a fucking huge thing. Yeah, if you look into the LA riots; it's a, it's a really massive thing, isn't it? Yeah. I also didn't know Izzy died of AIDS. I knew he died, but I didn't know he died of AIDS. That was a particularly sad part of the movie. I thought. Yeah. Almost tears were jerked out of my head. Mm. But I'm very. It's a single tear. One single tear. Yeah, I don't give away too many tears. Eh? I usually forecast that they're coming and I turn the movie off. <laughs> oh, a movie about a dog that probably died? Turn it off. They're in that shit down there until uh, <laughs> yeah. they become ne- depressed. Never let them back up. <laughs> That's that Talladega Put it deep down that hole. We'll never talk about it again. Oh, man. What's... Um, I've got a few questions here, but All right. I think we're, we're rattling on here. What are we doing? Oof, this is probably my longest podcast to date. This is cool. I keep just flicking to make sure the levels are good, but this is a long podcast. Congratulations. We hit over 60 minutes. Fuck, tongue's going to be wagging about this one, mate. This is going to be good. We're going to yeah. share the shit out of this one. Hey, I want to be on the Coco Loco Instagram page yeah. tomorrow. No, we'll, we'll take a good photo. We'll do We'll do something nice here. Yeah, this is a good This is a good question. I, I come across this I every week. Dave, I don't know how many podcasts you have listened to. If you haven't listened to any of them, I recommend you rush out tomorrow and listen to all of them. Um... They're all very good. I'm getting some good reviews. Um, <laughs> but I come up, where is that fucking question? This is a good question. Every week I've been adding in a good news story. I know you're probably, you're in the same vein as this with me, but like mainstream media, mm-hmm. generally negative. It's generally full of bullshit yeah. and it's all bad. So I, what I do is like each week, I haven't done it today, but this I think is a kind of a cool thing, kind of a spin off of it. I seek out some good news. Okay. To try and find it, and then I like to present it. So I've had some funny ones the last couple of weeks. But I come across this question today, and I thought this was a really good question. It says, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? So that's that's what I want to end on. I think that's a good question. Um, that's a deep question. If I could change one thing in the world, what would it be? And I know you're going to have a million more as soon as you um, leave. FOMO. If I could remove FOMO from the world. Fear like, of missing out? Yeah. I feel like that's such a driver for people and it takes them away from like their uh, integrity. Mm-mm. I would take away the fear of missing out for people. I reckon you just have a lot of like real, real relaxed people then, hey? A very, very relaxed world. Well, maybe. I just feel like you'd, you'd, you could just do what you wanted. Like, mm. really. If you took away that fear, and because that can come up, and so, like you know, we live in a society where, you know, you think about Instagram, and and we're always showing basically this perfect world that you could live in if you did this or had this or looked like this, and and you know, it's that fear that you're not going to be able to like live that life or have that life or yeah. have a beautiful partner. Oh yeah, I guess when you put it like that, and I, I do have a be- we both have beautiful partners, which is we're lucky dudes. Yeah. But do you, ever, do you on the back of that? Do you, you're obviously I'm com- I'm as comfortable as shit with myself. Yeah, I can work on a few little things, tweak it here and there. But are you are you pretty comfortable with yourself now that you can like, you don't have the fear of missing out. Certain things, yes, but I think it. I'm say so your body I'm no, for example. I'm no freaking like Dalai Lama. I'm <laughs> could be. Don't, a week. don't get me wrong. Yeah, true. Could be a week with the burgers. Don't socks. get me wrong, but um, I feel like I'm pretty aware of my myself yeah and i'm comfortable in my skin Mm-mm-mm. that is good when you when you can get like that in your life i've talked about it on here before yeah you don't have to 
love absolutely everything and not in an egotistical thing but when you're comfortable with yourself and you, yeah. and you know yourself that that's empowering I yeah reckon. it is fear of missing out I like that if you change one thing in the world what would it be interesting I like that I think that's the way we should end alright mate I'm so glad that you uh, could join me on this week's episode of King of the Couch thanks for having me mate you're 100 meters down the road so we will no doubt do this again I'm gonna get I reckon next time we do it, I'm going to get a second mic. We'll do it. We'll do it live from the cafe. Couple of couple of flat whites, maybe even a morning podcast. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done a morning podcast. I'll definitely cut my teeth on a morning podcast with you. Sounds good. But man, I appreciate you getting on and, and opening up. We went we went deep there. Normally, I talk about a lot of um, dick jokes and farts week to week, but uh, <laughs> and some Adam Sandler movies, some classic Adam Sandler movies. But so, uh, this is good. The Seg- segue into next episode is going to be a lot of lot of dick and fuck jokes. <laughs> I'm going to do the thousand and one best dad yeah. jokes. Hey, you're just going to read it out. No, 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 I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you opening up. It can be a um, it can be a difficult thing to talk. It's a fucking difficult thing, especially when a microphone's one foot from your face. But uh, thanks so much for coming, man. No worries. Thank you. All right, King of the Couch, signing off. You've been a great, great fucking audience this week. I'll be back next week. Actually, next week could be UFC. It's Father's Day next week, my first Father's Day. You're a father too. And I think it's UFC 242 on the Sunday. So I'm going to be doing a breakdown for the next episode. But I might try and get another episode to you out in the next week. But thanks again, Dave. Thanks for fucking listening. Have a sweet week. (laughs) 